How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsforth and Lou Goosens. And today, we're talking Mandalorian Episode 6 and the Watchmen finale. But first, we want to give a big shout out to everyone who subscribed to our Patreon. We're at 30 already. We're making it our goal to get to 50 by the end of the month. And we just dropped two patrons on it last weekend, including our Irishman review. Another one, we talked a bunch of recent trailers that dropped like Wonder Woman, The Boys, Black Widow. And we have two more planned this week, including... Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. It's five bucks, so no no problem you can't afford that. But if you want to support the boys, you can sign up at patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. So tell me, okay, so Luke called me earlier. Tell me what you're saying on the phone. Hot take, maybe. <laughs> Potentially, we'll see. I thought it was ass. That whole group fucking sucked. It was so cheesy. Fucking horrible. It was like the worst group of Guardians of the Galaxy ever assembled. Yeah, the big red motherfucker. That guy was a bum, for sure. The acting just blessed Bill Burr's heart, but all of them sucked. The The girl and her brother sucked. You didn't like O'Shea? What's her name? She was O'Shea from Game of Thrones, the Twi'lek, the purple. Oh, really? Asha? O'Shea, O'Shea? Or whatever O'Shea? Her name O'Shea. O'Shea, maybe that's it. Yeah. Oh, no way. Damn, I didn't realize I, that. I didn't even know that, but it sucked. Damn, I was, I was okay with it, because I was like, damn, she plays a, a good weirdo like that. I didn't mind her. When I rewatched it, I didn't mind her on second watch. <laughs> her and the brother sucked, and yeah, she's just like this goofy idiot that throws knives. Like she fucked everything up, dude. She stabbed, she killed the guy. She's so dumb. That whole situation was fucking stupid. She like flung. Yeah, that was such a fucking stupid standoff. All those idiots. Yeah, he just pulled out his gun for no reason. Who did? Bill Burr's character. What's his name? Mayfield. Yeah, Mayfield. Why would he pull out his gun? And point at him for no reason and say, oh, no, I, I want to kill you for no, like, for just a random reason that, that no one knows. That was kind of his first fuck up. So I was just saying, man, he just, he's not good at handling shit. They should have let the Mandalorian run everything. The major fuck up was letting them live. I thought they were dead. I can't believe that they had them in cells. Like, we're going to see him again or something. Also, <laughs> he's over those guys, huh? Dude, did you not think they sucked? Because I thought I'd never want to see him again. Well, they killed the other blue fuck, the other Twi'lek, so he's gone. Thank God. Yeah. I thought her character was the best out of the four, though. Yeah, I didn't mind. I liked her. I liked her, but the fucking red fool. What's that guy's name? Berg. B-U-R-G. <laughs> what a dumbass. How the fuck did he survive? For real. Bro, he got smut. He didn't die. I mean, when I thought he died, dude. Okay, I thought he died. I was cracking I think he just cut like, his horns off or whatever. Yeah, he was holding his head after, and I was like, all right. These dudes must be indestructible, because how did that dude not die? Beast mode. Oh, they didn't die because it's PG, huh? They killed the the guy got his leg sliced off in the first episode. Which person? Remember when he I don't remember that. First episode, he lassos that fool, and he gets sliced by the door. Oh, oh yeah. I. But they always cut away, like, right before but that's some not shit death. happens. That's just a bodily injury. <laughs> that guy got sliced, and he's not like Darth Maul. He's not using the force to just keep that shit together because he's pissed off can't just tank that shit i don't know what to tell you but i just well it must be for that guy must be force sensitive dude how else is he surviving i could pinpoint a scene 
It's just the entire acting. I couldn't get over it, man. What about the droid? Do you like the droid? The droid is all right. Yeah, he's, he's the most like believable the one out of all of them. I wasn't a fan of the but droid. even at the same time, at the very end. <laughs> Damn, y'all didn't like this episode, huh? No, no, no. I did. That's okay. A lot of the stuff Luke was saying, he, I was just like letting him talk. I did think this episode was better than the last two. I like the last one better than this one. That dude, the, that bounty hunter in the last episode was worse than any of these fools. Dude, he wasn't even close to as bad as the brother, dude. Him and his like creepy laugh. <laughs> like, dude, I want to pimp slap him, dude. Oh, he's he's evil. <laughs> yeah, the laugh was pretty bad. Evil? You don't even know who he is. So remember they had that weird, that goofy fuck in episode six, the Twi'lek fucker. What's his name? Ross, you know his name. Is his name Bib Fortuna? Tell me. We, let's. We should know this. We should know this. No, I do know his name. Jabba the Hutt's uh, Jabba's right hand <laughs> man. Jabba's right hand man. It's he's the first person that comes up too. Oh, Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. I, I, I searched Jabba's right-hand man, Bib Fortuna. But hold on. We got to make sure this guy's not like a slave. He's a Twi'lek. This guy was an idiot too. Chief of staff for decades. Oh, my God. How does that make him an idiot? Because he got – everyone died in the end. He hosted a shitty party. <laughs> for decades, though, he was probably making good money for decades. So he was an idiot for his hosting skills of the last party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and also there was another Twi'lek at that party that got thrown down into the Rancor pit. There's been a lot of Twi'leks. There hasn't been any that yep. have shown to be super smart is what I'm saying. What about... Uh, it oh, might just be kind of a dumb species. Uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, well, she the, ended up getting blapped by her own guys, so that's kind of dumb. Well, they all did, though. What she was mean? probably the goat Twi'lek, and she still got smoked when it came down to the time. Ayla Secura, that's her name. Ayla Secura, that's yeah. it. R.I.P. Zach, you're being specious right now. Yeah, you fuck. Stop. Discriminating against the Twi'leks. <laughs> but they do have just two flaccid cocks hanging off their head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Every time they, you know, like jiggled around. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Dude. That's definitely yeah a mark on their species. Yeah, I just that one girl in this one though. I didn't think she was that bad. She just seemed like a freak, man. You think that yeah. the Mandalorian has smashed? Oh, for sure. I just think she sucked, dude. She was just weird. Like it was weird, kind of unbelievable. You saw yeah, her it, acting was weird. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe some of the sex, it was just the, overplayed. I can agree with that. Yeah, they. It, that's more. I think for me, that would just be more writing. Like, why you make her say so much stupid shit, and or any of these characters say so much dumb stuff? Yeah. But I thought a, a lot of them acted pretty good. I thought the acting was definitely better in this episode for me. Just better actors. I think where she was better was just she brought more interesting stuff to the table with her dialogue about his backstory and shit. Oh, I didn't give a fuck about that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's why you didn't like her. That's not why I didn't like her. I didn't like her because she was so fucking weird, like flipping her tongue around everywhere. And just like I said, she was overplayed. Both of the Twi'leks, they both were overplayed. The red guy was too dumb. Bill Burr wasn't horrible, horrible. He was passable even then. There's still some moments where I, I wasn't the biggest fan of him. I did not like his character. Just what? his change. 
Bill Burr's. Bill Burr's, no. I liked his get-up, the costume design, how he had all those blasters, the blasters that came out of him, too. That was pretty badass. That's what I should say, actually, because I did like the design of his character and stuff. I didn't like his acting. His was the most passable out of the th- group. I just feel like his emotion, when he went from one emotion, it wasn't a believable transition for me. For example, when they're in the control room and he just randomly started freaking out that was jarring for me his that made sense to me because he felt like he was losing control and he had been put in charge and even from the beginning him and mando had you know kind of a beef yeah because mando should have been he should have been running shit yeah he's the smartest out of in these situations yeah he's beast i thought he had good humor moments and He's the first, he's got to be the first stormtrooper or imperial shooter I've ever seen that can actually hit something. Yeah, good point. Those pistols were weak as fuck, though. Besides, uh, what's his name? Finn. Finn was a stormtrooper, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and Han Solo. That was Han. <laughs> so those three, dude, yeah. that's it. He's already a top three imperial trooper. I would say there's ones from the comics that are probably way better. Han Solo? What are you talking about? Han Solo was a... You no, no, no. Not, not, not better than Han, but maybe better than Finn or this guy as far as shooting. What do you mean Han Solo? Han Solo was never a stormtrooper. Yeah, he was, bro. Yeah. He enjoyed the, he joined the Imperial Academy. When? Oh, fucking Solo. In Solo. In Solo. Yeah, they showed. Dude, I forgot about that. I was just thinking of OG movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit's canon. Didn't he join it to be a, a pilot, a fighter pilot? Not a not a stormtrooper. He just had to get off that fucking planet, man. Mimbin. They just sent him to Mimbin. I can't even fully remember. Was, like, so he was dressed down in stormtrooper shit. Well, he was smashing Daenerys, and facts. Then they were trying to leave the planet. Oh, Corellia, his home planet. Yeah, he was from Corellia, and he had to get. They were trying to get off the planet together, but they got split up. When he joined the military, they sent him to Mimbin, which was that mud. Muddy planet that he, where he met Chewbacca. Yeah, and he rescued Chewbacca. Yeah, and then he got off there with Quentin Beck, which was uh, Woody Harrelson's character. And he met, he had already met, well, I think he might have met Lando there. But I actually thought that Solo was a pretty good movie. I Yeah, I like that movie too. Fuck, dude, I kind of just forgot about it. He got <laughs> shit on because of The Last Jedi. <laughs> he got shit on undeservingly because The Last Jedi split everyone and everyone was just like, dude, fuck. A Han Solo movie. We don't need that <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was just fuck Disney at that at that moment. Yeah, they were. And then they came out six months later. Yeah, you know that they probably did it on purpose. They're thinking, well, fuck. If Last Jedi people don't like it, at least we'll give them another movie six months later. But it did backfired, man. I know. I guess in theory, that's a not bad strategy. It blew up in their faces. Like, yeah, Solo's the first Star Wars movie to ever lose money. Really? Wow. Yeah. It cost $300 million to make because while they were filming it, Kathleen Kennedy fired the whole team behind it. She fired Lord Miller. It's crazy because it's probably in the top half of all Star Wars movies. It's Yeah, it's pretty good. And it, they filmed 70% of their movie before they got fired. 70%. They had to reshoot the whole fucking thing. Oh, my God. They used like 15% of the footage. Hey, good job, Ron Howard. Damn. I didn't mind Bill Burr's character, though, honestly. I liked his accent was cracking me up. Just Boston. It was more like, this is weird hearing this in Star Wars. What? Dude, they have some... Okay. If Yeah, if, that's true. They have Brit- like 
they have so many British yeah. accents. Like Ray speaks yeah. with a British accent, and Obi Wan, and they got American accents. Yeah, yeah. so that, that didn't true. bother me. It just cracked me up. It's like, oh fuck, there's probably a whole planet full of just people who speak with Boston accents in that universe. Boston galaxy far, far away. <laughs> no, Zach. <laughs> we forget one of those characters. There's one of those side fools. Yeah, the one that it. I didn't like the most was Zero, the droid. Oh, I didn't. I liked Zero. The one thing I thought was fucked up about Zero was he started chasing the the baby when he should have been, you know, when he should have been trying to get his crew out. Wouldn't your crew be your first priority? Yeah. No, nah, dude. They all think they all of them sense. think for themselves. He was trying to catch that baby so he could turn that shit in for himself. Yeah, he was probably about to leave them all there too with the Republic coming in. I thought he was about to kill him. He was about to kill him. He was literally about to aim through a scope and blast him. Probably and take and turn that body in. He's a droid, man. That's what IG-11 was trying to do. Yeah, no motions. Why do the fuck do droids care about money either? <laughs> I don't know. For oil. Oil, oil, oil change. Oil, yeah, I guess. <laughs> trying to stay lubed, baby. Oh, no, I didn't mind Zero. Why didn't, why didn't you like him? Oh, he just didn't seem... He seemed like a pointless character. He could have not been there, and, and his roles could have been filled by other characters. But you needed, like, an expert pilot to land that. He, even the Mandalorian couldn't land that. They needed, like, a calculated approach. If you would have had Mando do it, it would have been believable, I feel like. Maybe. You don't think even so? Even he said he couldn't do it, though. Yeah, you had to, like, like land that shit perfectly on it so it doesn't make a sound or anything. Yeah, but they could just change the dialogue and say that he could do it. Then he's like one of the goat pilots ever, probably. He's pretty badass. So Poe, you're saying that guy would for sure do it, probably Poe. Poe, yeah. Poe's see, that dude's top borderline dog. force sensitive. I think he is. Why does everyone got to be force sensitive, dude? That's annoying. Because he's one of the best. That dude can fly. Yeah. Why can't he just be really expertly skilled? Is that not enough? You always got to say it's force sensitive <laughs> sensitivity. Bro, he blew up a planet. Just like Luke did. <laughs> Blew up so? a, a ship like that. So? And that That's was pretty badass. Shit. And he was zooming in that he was a better pilot than Luke, for sure. Flying through a little crevice and then going Dude, around. Luke had never league. flown before. Yes, he had. He, no? had flown shit. he had never flown an X-Wing. What did but he, he had flown? flown a fucking little speeder? They used to fly ships across the fucking, what do they call that? The place we were talking about the other day, the, where they dragged that body out. Deadland Waste. Dude, that's like comparing a fucking four-wheeler to a Lamborghini. They explained Like a Formula how, One car. But he also is hella force-sensitive. Luke. Force-sensitive. Still, that doesn't fucking matter. What are you talking about, dude? That's why dude, he did it. No whatever, one was, guy. And the guy, other people almost hit that. There was a few that almost hit in that hole before. It was like impressive, for sure. But there was people were close. Both were he impressive. Use, he had to use the force to actually get it to happen, though. Couldn't use the machine. It didn't work. Well, if you watch it, <laughs> the missiles curve at 90 degree angles straight down. Yeah, dude. You've timed that. Perfect. Yeah. Goat. That's some goat shit. But I'm saying don't discredit my boy Poe. You might be force sensitive. Dude, sick and tired of that. Yeah, was, <laughs> this guy's force sensitive. He's force sensitive. He's force sensitive. Oh, no. Yeah, he's force sensitive. Hey, that's would just you, how would, Star Wars works. Would you believe me if I said Han Solo was force sensitive? I know no, you. Yeah, you. He probably is. <laughs> he is. Wouldn't, he wouldn't is. be surprised. Canon. 
I don't give a French fuck if he's force sensitive. He's fucking. How do we even talk about that? I was just saying that's why I could. That droid seemed useful because he was a good pilot and he like was good with ships. Clearly, that was his role. Yeah, he was gonna steal that ship. I thought he was gonna get out of there if he got the bit. But if he killed the body, ditch out. I thought he was gonna leave right away after the signal came in. Honestly, yeah, that was another thing with this episode. How the fuck did they get back to the? How did he get back to the ship and put all the bodies in the prison before they got there? Fast as fuck, dude. And he was a motherfucking Mandalorian. The timing of the Republic was extremely convenient for the Mandalorian all episode. He had 15. Okay. I don't, I didn't time it, but he had 15 minutes to get all three of those idiots in there. And yeah, but he also hidden in the fucking vents for a good while. One of those fools was knocked out unconscious, probably the red idiot. Then he had to drag that fool into a cell. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then he had to go fight three other people and drag all of their bodies back to one cell. Two more. No, didn't he fight Quinn and he fought Mayfield and Ke- uh, Keon or whatever. He stuck up Bilber and Bilber was screaming like a little bitch and he got that <laughs> okay, guy. Yeah. So he had, the other, he had that. the other person at knife point. Keon. So he probably knocked Bilber unconscious too. So you don't, you're not considering that a, a fight? All, okay, here, listen, let me let me explain my theory or how I took it. The red guy, smash. That guy has to be unconscious, so he dragged that idiot in there, got to the other girl super quick, got her by knife point, threw her in there. Then you sneak up on the other Bill Burr, knock his ass out, throw him in there too, get the fuck out. He only had to convince the one guy to bring back. He couldn't get the fourth guy in there. Yeah, no okay, time. here's the thing. Each of those bodies are all far away from that prison cell. So he had to go to that body, drag it all the way back there, then go to a different person and drag it back all the way. That's what I'm Bro, saying. But they were all coming for him. So they were all trying to get back to where he was at. They couldn't have been that far. She was really close to where he shut the doors on the big red dude because she like heard him fighting. And so she ran to him. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. She got fucking caught right away. So two right away, Bill Burr screaming, toss him in, get the fuck out, convince the one guy. Yeah, OK, I'll give you whatever he deal he made. Blast the droid because that guy doesn't even... The Twi'lek didn't even know the droid was there, I don't think. What droid? Which one? This purple Twi'lek, the second, the guy Twi'lek. Yeah. He didn't know about the droid. Oh, zero. Maybe he no. did, but he already just figured that the Mandalorian had killed him because he was getting everyone else. And he was in agreement with them, so they went back together. I thought that whole, that part to me was pretty believable. No, the main part was when he was leaving the f- spaceport and they showed up perfect timing and then they didn't even question him zooming through them as they were driving towards the spaceport they were going for that track for the signal yeah, true. They're, probably, they're probably gonna swoop back but i'm sure he zoomed into hyperspace right after that shit because they flew out right when he was going there you had a problem with that it was just little discrepancy all the directors popped up that was all the directors <laughs> that was oh, really deborah yeah, Shaw. dave filoni was the main one and the director of this one rick fuyama I might have said his name wrong. And then and and then there was Deborah Chow, who's going to direct the next episode. And she directed episode three. I like that scene. He almost got hit. His ship almost got hit. They were that close when they flew in. It didn't it seem... As fuck. There was going to be a collision. They were probably just trying to avoid him because their target was right past that. That's a good point. But yeah, their timing was just very convenient for him. I mean, he played he played that scene smooth, man. He's he like, did. He did. Pleasure doing business with whatever the fuck he said to him, just like old times. He's probably finessed that idiot before. It seemed good timing because if you jump to hyperspace, they probably got to that ship. They probably got to the starship like right after he dipped. 
And then they had to go follow it into hyperspace. And that probably takes a second to figure out coordinates. It seemed believable. Yeah, that was believable. Honestly, I liked I liked this episode, boys. I, I did like it. I thought the blue, the red guy was kind of a dumbass. <laughs> really? I thought it sucked. I couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> I like the music for this one, too. I, I like the music a lot for this. The beat in the beginning, that was sick. Yeah, they changed it up for the intro. That little hip-hop beat. It was a hip-hop beat for sure. Yeah, it was dope. I No, I actually did like this episode, even though I had a lot of negative shit to say about it. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot. I thought it was, okay, the main thing was I thought it was more entertaining than the last two, and it worked really well as just a heist story, and fight scenes were more entertaining, even though that doesn't really make an episode for me. Does it? If it's just action, it's not going to make the whole episode for me. Got you. But it can it, it can definitely help it. I get what you're saying. It's just a, one of many factors, I guess. This is my favorite of all the these kind of one-off missions of the three. Same. Same. For sure. Yeah. This one reminded me a lot of the second episode because the second one was kind of its own contained story. Right now he needs money because he blew all his money again, giving it to that lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's so dude, that's the moral of the story is he's bad with money. He's Dead too generous. Bad. No, he's too generous. Yeah, he gives out his he needs to fucking learn how to save. Like his ship is only working at sixty five percent. So you know that's gonna fuck up at some point when he needs it to here soon. He oh, needs yeah. it to work. It's gonna conveniently not work right when yeah, I say Baby Yoda or some shit. His, his ship is very battered right now. Yeah, so he needs to get that fixed. So he needs the money. He probably figured that these people are no question. You know, I mean, they're like no questions asked. So he thought he could make some quick money. He knows they're probably on the run from stuff too. Uh, this one had just, it reminded me of the second one too because there was goofiness. Like the second episode had Jawas. This one had a little goofiness with Bill Burr and these characters. It wasn't enough, but I thought the acting was just so much better with the goofiness for me than past couple episodes. The Jawas were better just because Jawas are like... Jawas are Jawas. hilarious. Jawas are Jawas, you know? It's not... Yeah, just little space junkies. They're hilarious. <laughs> no, actually, my biggest problem was just that fool when he got smashed and he didn't die. That was I was in shock when he was alive. Same. I thought he was... I thought he just got axed. I had to look up what his species was. Species from that first cantina scene. It's crazy. It's so, so OG Star Wars. It's pretty cool. Honestly, just seeing... How many different species trace back to that one cantina scene? It's kind of nuts. And what's cool about this Deveronian species is that it makes sense for him to be hanging around the starport because his species is the first species in the Star Wars galaxy to develop interstellar travel. And so his the males of his species will go off and they're really fond of exploring. So they'll just, once they reach maturity or whatever, they just go off from their home planet and just start fucking exploring their whole lives. Yeah, they developed it independently from the rest of the galaxy. It's pretty it's pretty badass. So they're yeah. smart, apparently. That guy kind of seems like a dumbass. I know, what the fuck? <laughs> so that's the, yeah, that's the problem. They're actually a smart species. And another thing is they're extremely force sensitive, but they don't, they usually turn when there was a lot of Jedi before Order 66 because the males would always prefer to just go explore the galaxy because being a Jedi limits you. And then the females are just running the government and shit back on the home planet. Yeah, it's primarily female-ran society. And they prefer the males are gone too because the males fuck with the, the family dynamic. The women probably invented time or hyperspace. Yeah, so I guess that makes sense. Maybe the males are all a bunch of idiots, so that would fit. This that makes sense yeah Yeah. so hey that's after i looked into this shit too i was like okay that character didn't mind me as much but he was still an idiot for sure <laughs> yeah he's i right. honestly that whole crew didn't except for maybe the second twi'lek guy 
he's kind of a dumbass too, but the rest of them, I didn't mind. I like Bill Burr's character. I'm on Twi'lek girl. Twi'lek um, was my favorite out of all of them. I like too that they were the even the Republic is now using combat droids. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. That's an interesting. De- it's it's almost like why don't they do that now? It's confusing because there's the Resistance and the New Republic. So when is the New Republic actually going to get involved? They have to get involved this next movie, right? Or they're going to get wiped out before it may be in like in season two or three of the Mandalorian because there's still what 12 years till the Force Awakens at this point. So this is five years after Return of the Jedi. Oh, Force so 13, Awakens. 13 years after after this is the Force Awakens, right? Way more. Because isn't Force Awakens 18 years after Return of the Jedi? No, way more. Because remember, Kylo Ren is 30 years old. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a long time to go. So this is five years after. This is like 25, 26 years until even right now. The Rise of Skywalker is probably a year after the events of The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens. Because those were back to back. Fucking massive chunk of time. Yeah, so they just must completely disband any sort of army they have. But that seems so stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you not have an army after you just took it back from a f- evil force? I have empire? no idea. That seems stupid. Kind of. Because the resistance is something that Leia had to form again. Anything else on this episode? The guy who played the New Republic troop, he's the voice of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars TV show. That's about all I got. The only thing there was some job they alluded to on out. Alzoc 3, but I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't think it's anything in canon yet. It's probably something that they just brought back from canon, from old canon. From Legends? Yeah, I don't, that's never been in a movie for sure. No, never heard of Alzoc 3 in a movie or any, or the Clone Wars. Maybe it's in there, but I don't remember. Probably it. randomly mentioned in some one of these books that I'll never read. Probably. I'm trying to disrespect the books, but I'm not going to read them. <laughs> I'm excited to read the Timothy Zahn one that Amanda got me. Oh, yeah, that one's been out for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Looks sick. Fuck, boys. That's it. That's all I got. That's that's Mandalorian chapter. Was that six? Two more episodes. This plot line's got to pick up after this, though. They have to get back into the main plot, I think. It's got to be. The season's wrapping up. They got to do a cliffhanger episode next week mm-hmm. to resolve this at the finale. I know. It's just another episode that feels... Like it's not contributing to an overall narrative. I'm okay with it. I, the one-off kind of episodes like this reminds me of old TV shows where you just had sort of a monster of the week episode. So I don't mind that. And this one was a good episode. So I was into it. If they do them like this and they're enjoyable and they're good the whole time, there's not shitty characters, shitty writing, then it's fun. Totally fine with it. But I just meant like from a, from a getting us into a cliffhanger aspect or how they're going to build next season, set up the next season. That plot's got to start next episode. I'm fine with this just because shows don't all have to be the same. But when you can build towards our overall narrative throughout each episode, it just heightens, I don't know, everything. I feel like the narrative, especially in the story. Yeah, with with episodic stuff like this, I can see. I know I love both aspects. Like Watchmen builds off constantly. Game of yeah. Thrones is building. Those kind of shows is what you mean. Those are fun too. i just saying this one's fun because I don't feel like I need to... It's just like, damn, I'll just jump on, watch it. That's it. That story happened that week. Come back next week. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. Dude, you were, I don't know. You were pretty fucking accurate on your Watchmen theories, though. <laughs> Should we just start talking about Watchmen? <laughs> yeah, let's get into it, dude. All right, so that's all we got on Mandalorian Episode 6. If you want more of our content, check out our Patreon, where you can sign up on patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. We just dropped two episodes on there last weekend. 
We're dropping two more this week, including our discussion on Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, which is one of my favorite films of the year. So again, go sign up patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. Once you sign up, it gives you the option to download all episodes straight to whatever source you use, like Apple or Spotify, whatever you listen on. And next week, or sorry, not next week, later this week, we're going to record our Mandalorian Episode 7 discussion because that episode comes out this Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, if you're on the East Coast. We're going to do a pod on The Rise of Skywalker. They'll come out next week. We're also going to have a pod next week coming out on Mandalorian finale, Chapter 8. So a lot of pods coming. So let's talk Watchmen. There were so many times this episode, though, when I was just watching it, and then I thought back to something you said, and I was just, what the fuck? Zach <laughs> predicted that perfect, perfectly. Dude, this show is great, man. I thoroughly enjoyed this show all the way to the end. This is the best show I watched this year. I have one part in this episode that I didn't like, but I'll we'll get to that in a bit, because I feel like you guys will feel the same way as me. There's a couple parts, but I did like it for the most part. There's one thing that I didn't like, yeah. What was yeah. it? We'll wait because I almost feel like okay, it's gonna be okay. all. Of, we're all gonna discuss this one. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, so it starts with Lady True. They do that reveal. Jesus' daughter. Yeah. That girl's his mom's wild and just shooting up his fucking cum. <laughs> <laughs> just says fuck you, Ozzy man. I didn't know that he never boned anyone. Yeah, he, he's celibate. The biggest surprise for me in this episode: Adrian Veidt is a virgin. Did not expect that. Yeah, why? That was the biggest shock. What the fuck? Supposedly, man? Alexander the Great was also celibate. And he Alexander the Great was lying. There's no fucking way, dude. Those motherfuckers back then were banging everyone. He's lying. He probably had like 10 STDs. I don't even think there are <laughs> 10 STDs. Syphilis. He got played by his idol because that dude was definitely on one back then, man. He's the leader of his nation. That dude was a stallion. <laughs> yeah that's that shit uh, that reveal i enjoyed all that because i had the alexander the great statue he got carbonite frozen yeah he got han soloed put your arms just like this yeah just pose for me real quick i love that when he was reaching out <laughs> yeah like how she <laughs> yeah like how she just wanted to put him in her garden for a little bit until her plan was you know what made me really mad at myself too was that there is a sign there was a hint that he was in the statue about three episodes ago when they were looking at the statue and angela said he looks old dude there was a lot of hints there was that one and they had a perfect transition where he his face just transitioned into the statue at one point there was a lot of hints that and definitely her dialogue it definitely seemed like a new addition to her room when when she put that statue up originally made me mad because i was like fuck i could have guessed that yeah the hints but whatever there's so much shit. There's so many Easter eggs. Even the title of this episode was an Easter egg. Shit, what was the title? See oh, how, how they fly. See how see. they fly. It's like a see. Beatles reference. Mm, can you? Do you know it more about it? So the the opening track, or sorry, the closing track of this episode two was the cover of that from a you know different band or whatever. And the lyric, the lyric that it goes with, I looked up what the lyric was. It was Mister City, Policeman Sitting. Pretty little policemen in a row. See how they fly like Lucy in the sky. See how they run, which is what happened in this episode. The police all got lit up with the little squids, which we'll talk about that scene in a little bit when we get to that. And there's another line in the song, too, where it says, I am the Eggman. Eggman, whatever. I heard that as well. I knew that was a Beatles. Or, uh, Beatles. The egg shit, which has been the theme. That's been their thing. Like Whereas the smiley face was the the theme for the thing for the graphic novel was the egg in this all the way through. Cause going back, even there was an egg when 
when we first meet Angela, she's cracking an egg. For the classroom of kids? Yeah. So there was just little, even. Will, hard boiled eggs. Well, I was going to say even, yeah, that too. But even beyond her her mother, her dialogue, that poem she was reading while she was shooting herself up, it was like something that Lady True even said to her own brother, that poem, the real Lady True in history. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Sorry. Yeah. I thought you were saying Lady True from the show at first, and I was very confused. Lady True, who she named herself after in historical Vietnamese history. Gotcha. Okay. And dude, this this episode had that vite. Okay. If there's one guy I think for sure who should get nominated, well, two, I could see Angela getting nominated for shit, but Jeremy Irons playing Adrian Veidt, that guy was spot on to the comic portrayal. He was planning all that shit out. Everything he was doing on that earth was just to buy, or sorry, on Europa. He's just buying time. For Dr. Manhattan? No, for her to come pick him up. Yeah, he knew that she was going to come get him because he planned all that shit pretty much. And you realize it too, looking back, like that's why you said the play is going to be five acts. There was five acts to this escape because he just needed to buy time because he was losing his mind. He was going insane. It's like, remember, he made the play originally. That takes probably a year to write. That's at least a year that you're just buying shit. He set up the game warden to be this person to try to stop him until he knew when he needed to beat him. Because he wanted an adversary, yeah. But he was, yeah, he said he wasn't though. More than the, yeah. So he gave him a good, good run. He was weak shit. And he he did the trial too. The trial was all set up, remember? Because in the trial, Krushanks at one point winks at him. And I was like, what the fuck is she winking? Because this is all planned. He's taught them all to say this shit. And he's trying to get them all to yell at him to make him feel bad about what he's doing. But he feels nothing, dude. This guy's crazy. He just, he's planning this out. He planned getting arrested. And the horseshoe, remember we were talking about last episode where he said, I don't need that yet. He said that in episode five. He probably told the fucking Mr. Phillips every year on his birthday to give him a horseshoe with it because he knew he would use it eventually to escape. He set everything up. That makes sense. It was himself who set it up. I thought maybe it was Dr. Manhattan who dropped him a hint at one point, but there was no way. It was He's the only one out there that set this shit up for himself. Well, Dr. Manhattan sent him there. Dr. Manhattan sent him there, but he didn't talk to Dr. Manhattan again until when we... He didn't ever talk to him again, actually. He was just there at the end. No, yeah, that's true. So it was, was just a test for himself while he was waiting. He was just going to like kill himself or something if he didn't. Yeah. If he didn't have a plan, and then his whole plan, too, is he just had to kill a bunch of them to make bodies to sign Save Me Daughter. What the fuck? Yeah, he was just losing it out there. And he had to kill, what, eight years, seven years? And he knew exactly when the ship was going to come, the satellite. Mm-hmm. All planned, man. Damn, how would you call it being a ship, too, Zach? Because I remember I was saying I was it was going to be teleportation, and you said ship. And you're like, I don't know, I have a feeling about it. The only person who's going to teleport him there is Dr. Manhattan, or teleport him back, I mean. What the fuck? Yeah. They showed him crash. They showed his ship crash a couple episodes ago. That was the first episode, too, where they showed the statue. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck. That was all good. Bite was good in this episode. All right, shit. Let's talk the next part, too. This is where... Senator Keene was super racist. Oh, my... Dude, he said some racist-ass shit. Yeah. Angela. Holy shit. Fuck? What a dumbass. He said... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> I can't believe he thought that shit was going to work. We were saying that last episode. We were like, no, there's zero chance this fool will pull this shit off. No. <laughs> no one had faith in him. No. Well, all the racist fuckers did. But oh, yeah. <laughs> As the viewers, though. Angela's just literally, dude, it's not going to work. Like, Lady True knows you're going to do it because <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. She's just waiting. So she just transferred all of them, too. Wait, what do you mean? Transferred? Because then all- the next thing they're... All of them, everything that was there transported to her over by that blue 
tower. Yeah, she teleported all of them. She teleported all those fuckers. Yeah. I thought she dematerialized all of them. She no. killed them. Oh, well, you're talking about when she does kill them. Well, no, I'm yeah, talking about before yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, she fucking. <laughs> I know. I can't believe. I was so wrong, though. I thought it was going to be some sort of racist bomb. No, she fucked. Wait, what? What? Remember when I was talking about at one point, I thought maybe oh. she was going to. I thought she was going to launch some sort of wave out of that tower and kill all the racist people because that's what that's what what's his name will reeves would want he would want he'd agree to it if it was killing all the racists or it was gonna fuck with people's minds more because i thought the nostalgia was gonna play into this more i thought the nostalgia was gonna they were gonna reflect everyone's pain on everyone to make it even that okay that theory i will admit i didn't think was gonna pan out not gonna lie on that one well kind of she killed all the racists <laughs> killed all the <laughs> leaders she did yeah <laughs> Technically, she did accomplish the goal of a racist bomb. We should have known, though, that she wanted to become Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's the best way to achieve the goals that she wanted to achieve. Yeah. I'm surprised PD just fucking disappeared, you know? PD's he's Lube Man now. Lube Boy. Or, yeah, Lube. but I thought he was going to do something, like show up. What, what did they say? Lube Dance, Fog Dancer or whatever? Lube Dancer, Fog Dancer. What, in the PDPedia files? Lube or Dancer. What? Wasn't that what we were talking about, that story last week, his origin? Oh, yeah. Fog Dancer? <laughs> no, yeah, Fog Dancer, shit. Lube Dancer, I like that better. <laughs> Lube Dancer. Yeah, no, he confirmed in the PD file this week that, I'll read that at the end, we'll do all the PD shit. So PD is, he, he was, he's still there somewhere. And there was one part too where they showed the, what do you call it, the newspaper guy? Yeah, newspaper salesman. Yeah, that's right where she transferred all of them to, transported them. That part was dope. Yeah. Just the whole interaction between him and Ozymandias. Yeah, dude. No, he's, he's like, dude, no one gives a fuck about you now. Yeah. <laughs> then he was prophesizing the fucking end of the world. And this random newspaper salesman is just freaking the fuck out. Yeah, even whatever the fuck he said about uh, Egyptians, that was all something in reference to his daughter either dying or becoming Dr. Man- a god sorry a god yeah and she foreshadowed her death too right then also she said take a look because this is the last time you'll be seeing me in it when she was talking about her flesh <laughs> true <laughs> can i just go for it I oh know. yeah i mean we can for go for this. the negatives both joaquin lady true or dumbasses dude for one yes yes <laughs> that's that was my biggest negative i felt like their characters had bad endings oh dude joaquin's that guy's an idiot. I don't even yeah. care. He was no, for sure. Joe King, yeah, I don't care about mainly about Ludi, Lady True. Joe King got lucky because they stumbled on Dr. Manhattan. That was, yeah. well, not lucky because Dr. Manhattan planned all of it. But because this episode was fucking great up until right here when this part was going on. One thing that happened in this part. So go for it. Lady True definitely went out. I feel like she was too intelligent to go out the way she went out. She went even out weak it, as fuck. Yeah. For how smart they built her up. She was so smart. Okay, but the one thing is the countdown timer on her Millennium Clock thing was at five seconds. I counted probably like eight seconds before the squids even hit. And so that really was really confusing. I had to process his body. Or was it just, was time moving way slower or what? I don't mind that shit at all because I, I rewatched it and I didn't. It was kind of similar to the Mandalorian thing. It didn't. I didn't mind this. What she fucked up is that she started talking to everyone. Her and Bo and Joe Keen talked way too much. Oh yeah. Okay, that was that was one thing I had a problem with was the exposition was crazy for the villains. 
Well, it was great. It was funny watching just Joe King. Dude, he's saying all this shit and he's about to die and he doesn't even know. Like he's dying for sure. No matter I don't know how he's dying, but he's gonna die. Just made him look like fools. And she was talking too, but her part was great because when Jane Crawford's like, get it done, she must be the most racist one because she was completely behind this. Oh yeah. yeah. That motherfucker was racist. But she still just talked too much. Cause if you compare it to let's say Adrian Veidt in the comics, he already did everything and did it all before he told all of them what he was doing. We should tell the readers about that. Everyone knows. So in the comics, Adrian Veidt already drops the squid attack when everyone meets up at Karnak in Antarctica. And they're saying they're going to stop him. And he says, I already did it 15 minutes ago. <laughs> like he doesn't give any chance to these fools to save the day. Yeah. I kind of wish Lady True would have won or at least had a, some kind of victory before she gets ice. She killed all the racists. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. But she got outplayed by well, okay. She got outplayed Everything. by Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan pulled something because we'll talk about that later too. My problem my only problem honestly with this scene was don't mind anything about all that, but the thing that really bothers me is that she wouldn't think about her ship could withstand squids when she knows that they, those things happen. Her little blue hut, those little blue sh- fucking things that call Mars or whatever. That roof was fine. How could the ship to what she built not be fine? And it would go through that. That was the only thing for me. It just made, she was already outsmarting everyone right till then. And she got killed by this stuff that went through her ship, dude, and didn't go through any building. Like the way they were describing it, when Vite said, it's going to obliterate everything in a five block radius. I was saying, oh shit, dude, everyone's dying there. Even Angela. I thought everyone was dead. And I was saying, thinking, I was thinking, holy fuck, that's just like the comics because he drops that bomb, kills 3 million people. It's the same situation. Here he's dropping a shit ton of stuff to kill everyone there because of her becoming Dr. Manhattan after. And similar, what happened in the comics is that one of them, either Russia or America, was about to drop the nuke. I think it was Russia, right? It was right before Doomsday. So it was about to happen, and he saved it last second. He was just thinking, I got to kill these many people to save the rest of the world. This was a situation here, too, similar. But they didn't kill everyone. Everyone made it out alive, pretty much. I know, which yeah. was really stupid. Except for the smartest villain. Except for the your antagonist or whatever. Maybe maybe she's not even that bad. But yeah, except for fuck? Lady True, the smartest person in the world, outsmarted everyone. Her ship just gets fucking... It just seemed weak. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree 100% on that. <laughs> I had no other problem leading up to that moment. I thought it was great. Except for maybe they could have made... No, honestly, the scene where he was talking, okay, so Dr. Manhattan, when he was dying, he was recounting his whole life, experiencing all that stuff. And they flash back to that scene where he was in, they're in bed together and he shivers a little bit because he knew he was dying then too. He's always known he was dying, but it's like, it's almost like he probably never really dies because he said nothing ever ends for one. And he's alive in all those points too. It just is, it's almost like, I don't know. That scene was good, too, because he has Angela stay and watch because when he died in the intrinsic field subtractor, when he died in that, Janie ran away. Remember, he was like banging on the thing and she ran away. So he wanted somewhere to be there when he died because he didn't have that. She was scared of him, though. No, this was when he was getting zapped, bro. She said she didn't want to look. She didn't want to watch him die. And he knew that Angela would stay. I thought you were talking about when his ghost was coming back. No, different time. She didn't know. No one knew that was happening. He thought he was dead, dude. Zap, he got zapped into fucking dust or goo or something. I don't know what the fuck. Can't remember. 
no, just that 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 connection. I was like, damn, that's that's pretty good. Ah, that shit, dude. I can't believe Lady True died like that. Fuck. No, she did not go out very well. Luke, what do you uh, think? I feel like I've been talking forever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I'm on the same. Yeah, I'm on the same page as you. I thought everyone was gonna die. Even the cops <laughs> made it out okay. I thought at least the cops were all gonna get iced. No one died except for two or three people. Yeah, even Lady True's mom survived. Yeah, the mom daughter. This was the biggest part for me in the episode that didn't feel like they stuck it. And I thought the storyline with Looking Glass, but I don't remember his actual name. Wade. Yeah, I thought this duality of that storyline was really cool with Wade and Ozymandias, with Wade being one of the victims of the squid attack. And like you were saying, how it parallels the first one. And he was here for another second squid attack. And he has a chance to stop him. And I thought that was cool. Like one of the victims of his first attack had the chance to stop the second one. Oh, yeah. When when Dr. Manhattan zapped him and those two, I knew he sent them also to arrest that fucker after. Yeah. So that he wasn't going to get away with this. He still wanted them to get put away. And he probably wanted to keep them safe or keep what's her name safe. Agent Blake. Lori. Lori. Yeah. But, but he knew that they've probably changed by this point and they would, she would arrest him. Yeah, I like that. It was great that the dude who was one of the biggest victims, he was literally there at the attack, got to put that fool away. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. That was great. That scene was good. All the scenes with Ozymandias running into old people and being back on Earth were awesome. I was definitely under the impression that those squids were going to be just killing every single thing that they hit, basically. Because yeah. he said it. It was like it was shooting a Gatling gun down the ground. That's what I'm saying. And it was even before that, too. Eight, other people knew what was going on. Agent Blake even said it's a thermodynamic miracle or whatever. She said that. So she knew that Lady True was coming in to stop this stuff, too. Angela knew that. It just, we all knew that, too. And it, ah, dude, bothers me, man, a little bit. But what happened? What happened after that? We should just talk about after. That's part of why I like the original Watchmen so much and why I like Infinity War so much over Endgame is because the villain wins in the end, and it's actually so satisfying. Thanos doesn't really win, though. I can't even rewatch it now because he doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. Empire Strikes Back. That's a good example. There you go. There you go. Perfect example. What was the other one you said? Oh, the original Watchmen. Like, the original story. But the original story parallels this is because he had to do that, though. He well, saved yeah. the world. But it's still... Fucked up. Based on whether you up. look on... yeah action-oriented philosophy or result-oriented philosophy what what i'm just saying there's they're similar situations because in both situations he kills people and he doesn't give a fuck we clearly he's oh, associated okay, wait, stop stop i was saying you because you were saying how he had to do what he did so maybe he can be looked at as a villain he's definitely a bad person either way okay okay he killed all his people at his camp, remember? He killed everyone there who worked on the project. He didn't I, thought have you were saying, I thought you were saying he was justified. Well, I'm saying he saved the world either way. I was, thought they were exact same situations. You were saying they were different, I thought. so. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, I wasn't. Okay. My bad. Yeah, no, I liked all that. Her ship even looked like the squid, too. The Millennium Clock ship? Yeah, it had all those lights oh, yeah, shooting off did. at one point. Gave off very squid vibes. And the destruction after they panned out over everything... That paralleled that scene with the actual squid when they showed it in New York. Similar attacks like that. It honestly, it would have been cool if that squid attack literally killed every single person in that area. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that this was going to end very bad. And then this Dr. Manhattan died or he might have died. 
Because what even happens? His go- his fucking matter didn't get transferred into her. It's just out there somewhere. So what about the egg? Appear himself. Bro, he could just probably maybe give off a part of himself and... Okay. I didn't even like that. That's the part that I really had a problem with. The egg? The egg? Yeah. Why would he want the person he loves to have the powers that he hated so much that they wanted to die? He only said that he would give these abilities to someone if they were willing, if they wanted it. Maybe this was his way to get her to want to do it. How did she want to do it? Why would she want to do it? She ate the egg. But she doesn't fully understand like the the extent of powers that he has and what he can see. Like she doesn't understand the reality he lives in. No one can she understand definitely under- that. She's, she's smart enough to understand that. We They painted it really good in this story. We understand that he's living. Luke, are you saying the action of her eating the egg doesn't align with her character? I'm just saying, yeah, like, why would she want to do that? Because now she's going to not be able to relate with her kids. It's just going to be hard for her. And I don't know, maybe you could say, yeah, then she can just put that little thing in her head. But then what's the whole point of her fucking taking the Dr. Manhattan powers in the first place? Maybe just so there's somebody out there with it. Maybe she thinks that she can save John somehow, too. Mm. By her becoming blue? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I just thought him going away forever would have been a better ending than her having the possibility of getting the powers. I just didn't think that made sense. Well, someone has to have it. She seems like a good person to have it. She's been through a lot, too. Her whole life is basically her origin story for her becoming Angela Manhattan. Yeah, but once she gets those powers, we'll start to see her personality change and shit. Yeah, she's going to become like him, for sure. Her her motives and shit are all going to change slightly. Yeah, exactly. Or drastically. Maybe she wants to save him. Would you eat that egg? Nope. I would definitely not. I would eat it, honestly. (laughs) Fuck no, dude. Dude, hell yeah. That would be sick as fuck. I'd eat that shit. Zach and I are after that Dr. Manhattan blue. What if it's not even that level? Maybe he toned it down. He toned it down. She's a little blue. It's only a little bit of that he's you're eating. <laughs> what if her ship was made out of, or she needed it to be glass in order for her to reaction, her quantum reactor to work or something? Maybe that's kind of believable. Fuck, they should have put that in the show. Yeah. I just, put some, I just figured like I created some loophole in my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That it, ha- it has to have that container around it that whole time to stay protective. Yeah. Because you know how some, like, remember in Breaking Bad when he's like, make sure that you put the body in the in the plastic tub and he puts it in the, and he ends up putting it in the bathtub and it. Second story, yeah. <laughs> and it falls through. Like, maybe it was something. But this girl is the smartest person in the world. There's no excuse. She's the smartest motherfucker out there. And what made it bad is. She was so confident with it, and then she just got fucking punked. She timed her whole plan for when she knew they were going to do this attack. She was probably smart enough to figure out the algorithm for the... Bro, she is smart enough to turn Dr. Manhattan into goo. If she's smart enough to turn Dr. Manhattan into goo, then she probably figured out the algorithm for the flipping squids. So she probably knew there was not going to be any squids, and she definitely didn't know that they were going to be frozen. Dude, what if people had fucking guns and were unloading on that? She would have thought about how to protect it. There's no <laughs> that's way. A, that's a good point. <laughs> they had fucking guns. What, are those things more well, dense dude, than a gun just, She just sucked up all, all the guns that were there with her magnets. Dude, Angela came rolling out of nowhere no with a gun. She sucked up all the, mag- or all the guns, dude. It doesn't even matter. Someone could have rolled in with a Okay. 
And the gun and the cops. She could have sucked up all those cops at guns too. I think I have something that might explain it. Is okay. So she did Genius. know that Angela was going to be there. She knew who was going to be there, and she took the guns. So she was trying to remove that threat. And I don't know if she could really calculate that one of the guards was going to die and his blood was going to spill perfectly into the cage, allowing Doctor. No, I give a pass to that, 100%. That's a, a wild card. That would be hard to calculate. But she needs to start, as soon as this guy zapped three people away, she needs to start the procedure now. Yeah, also. yeah. No, yeah. agreed. That's a fucking factor you don't count for. So you need to get That's it a going flag. now. <laughs> right now, dude. Because why would he send those specific people? And you just sent this other smartest person in the world away for a reason. And he loves to save the world. That's his shit. Yeah. That's a massive red flag. You got to get that thing going. Well, she kind of does. She does, but the main problem she is just freaks that, out that, a person, then she's like, oh, shit, I got to do this. I can do this by myself. Why she's dumb, though, is because she even wanted her dad there. She wanted all these people like that she wanted to show everyone. She should have just done it. That was her dumbest move. Pride. It's like the downfall. Yeah, she's kind of like Adrian. Uh, I guess a little worse version of Adrian because... His biggest thing was that no one acknowledged that he had saved the world. So she was maybe just trying to get some recognition before she. Yeah, she definitely wanted. That's why she locked him up and brought him there, of course, because she wants. She has this. this she has what's that word? Disdain for him. She wanted praise. Yeah. She wanted to just show him up and be like, I just did what you couldn't do for sure. But she shouldn't have. That's her downfall is that she, he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So it's not that bad. That's a bad move. That's stupid. That's why he doesn't. That's that part of her character then. You just explained it. You just explained it into her. Okay. But her not accounting was worse for, than Adrian. That's one. That's one fuck up I give. I give her. But I'm saying not having your ship factor for this place that just had squids fall not that long ago. And you just zap the guy away. But she then she could have already figured out the algorithm. And the squids don't fucking fall freezing. They fall... The algorithm was randomized, except for when he didn't want it to be. He randomized it. He said at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, he randomized it, but she she still could have fucking figured it out. Yeah, but she also knew it was randomized. She knew it was randomized. She knew she was bringing Vite to this place, and he just got zapped somewhere. Where is Manhattan going to send that fool? She could have figured it out and, and then known and read the algorithm. I think the worst part is definitely that she didn't make the device more durable. That's what I mean. Durable. She didn't plan for this factor that sometimes this shit is freezing. It's randomized. Even that. You got to plan for the elements, baby. This shit is never freezing, dude. But I'm just trying to give her a fucking hall pass right now, okay? <laughs> okay, but, okay. Uh, but, dude, may, maybe her reaction her reaction needed the glass. It's the writer's fault. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. it is, it's kind of a fucking hole. If this was Game of Thrones, we'd be shitting on the writer. But it was so good up to this point. I can give it passes. It's really not that bad. Oh, I know. It's not like, yeah, yeah. It's still a pretty good movie. I mean, pretty good episode. I was just saying that your biggest, that's like very climactic point of your story. And there's this. You just want it to be concrete. Yeah. Big weak spot. Big weak spot, man. Fuck. She was like destroying everyone. She was outsmarting everyone. Damn. She was, she had a 3-1 lead, man. Yeah, the okay, yeah. The best thing would have been to have everyone fucking die, and that would have been a sick ending. Oh my god. Bitter, yeah. Bittersweet. Like how Game of Thrones was supposed to be. If even just Angela somehow survived, but she was running through with like a box. Suitcase or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like her foot didn't even get black. <laughs> no one. That's what I'm saying, man. How did none of you all? The first one we see, his lady true square in the hand, and I was like, oh shit. Everyone, I, know. I thought it was about to go down, and then it just was like a little like hail, you know? Yeah, squid hail wasn't that bad. Oh man, come on. Let's like not. Let's not act like this wasn't that bad, man. That was bad. I was expecting it to just be shooting through the buildings and stuff. Everything getting plummeled, man. Everything getting plummeled. <laughs> yeah. The scene after that was great because it's Will back in the he's back in the movie theater where his origin started. And what he said, sir, was super meaningful. What you know what another okay, sorry. I gotta go on one other thing. The, well no no, this will probably get into like Dr. Manhattan. Are you talking about when he says like the mask, you can't heal wounds with a mask on, you have to take it off, let wounds heal or Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about, but I just remembered something else about that previous scene. But it I'll tie it into when we talk Dr. Manhattan theories after this, I'll tie it to that. Okay. What did he say? Yeah, you just said that you can't heal under without taking your mask off. Yeah, I thought that was a really good line. It was. It was great. I agree. That was super impactful to me because it was a big theme going throughout the entire show about how you use a mask to hide pain and stuff. And then that was basically a synopsis of what you should do if you're feeling like you have pain. You have to hide it with a mask. And she realized it too. That's why she hasn't been wearing her suit for a couple episodes. She can't wear it again after seeing all that, seeing all his pain, realizing that she has the same trauma as him. Dude, and did she pass on her trauma to her child? Because her child saw her whole outfit, the one with black hair. I don't think you'd ever know unless you really took that nostalgia pills, though. Damn, like that's living in their skin. That's just next level. And their children don't have as fucked up of a like situation as Angela did or well their or parents well. did die but I don't think they watched them die Angela watched her parents die I mean, watched her grandma die yeah they were young though I don't even think the kids remembered it yeah well except for him that one did he remembers and he watched someone get shot too at the but she had to grow up in this rough ass orphanage mm-hmm. yeah she had a rough life man so and watched her grandma die right in front of her Right, she was about to get saved. Yeah, thought thought she was like got hope for a little bit, and then like, uh, I'm home free, baby. Yeah, she thought she had hope, and that was the first time she met her, and she just dies, man. Fuck. Yeah, that's rough as fuck. That was a great scene, man. And there was something he said too that just the final line that he said. It might have been the final line of the show when he says he was a good man, talking about Doctor Manhattan, talking about Cal, but he could have done more. That's sort of. You could almost take that literal too if you believe in God and saying like he could do more. Mm. There's so much there was so much religious impact in the story. There was that part too, even where Lady True is looking up for a second and they have the Jesus statue to the side. Oh, I didn't even notice the the whole argument of people saying if God if exists and why are there tsunamis in war and all that shit. Exactly, yeah. Or just why couldn't Dr. Manhattan stop so much more stuff? Could have done more. So and who's even to say that Adrian Vite is right and that Lady True wouldn't have done good things. True. I, I was personally rooting for her to become Dr. Manhattan. You were? I was I really was. I was thinking she was gonna become him and be good ruler. Good little Damn. king. No one should get that stuff. When he said all that stuff about how the most smartest person in the world would want to become them. I was thinking, okay, so this dude wants to kill her so he can go there and become Dr. Manhattan himself. Who is that? Adrian Veidt. Because if he's that person, then he wants to be Dr. Manhattan. So if you wanted to do a season two, you could easily be him trying to find a way to become him now. That he knows it's possible. No, I was rooting for True. It's like, fuck yeah. Let's go, baby. 
<laughs> it was so good up to that fucking I'm not letting that shit spoil me because this show was fantastic and endings are pretty hard. And this was a pretty good ending. After that too, that was such a good last scene where she goes back, makes the egg connection. We were talking about that last pod um, with the eggs. There was a lot of egg. We already talked. Did we already talk on this pod about all the egg connections we did, right? Yeah. So many, man. I thought it was cool how Hooded Justice, who is the first hero and the first one to don a mask and be a vigilante, basically completed his cycle and came back and finished the story with all these characters. He's the one that took down Lady True. He got his ending. Well, he got his ending. He got to defeat Cyclops, which is like his goal his whole life. But he doesn't really defeat him. You can't really defeat everyone. It was him and Dr. Manhattan, right? Yeah. And he got his revenge as well. He got his revenge to do this. Yes. But Dr. Manhattan is the one behind all of this. He wanted to die. That's Is that what we were... Like, we were saying that last week, Luke, right? You were saying that? Yeah. That for him to want to do all this shit, he just must want to try dying. Keyword, try dying. Experience dying. Again. Well, he's already died once. So... Let's talk, let's talk about Dr. Manhattan theories. Just Dr. Manhattan before we talk about Angela. Do you guys think he's dead? Yeah. You think so for sure? That's what I'm going to go with. Yes. I don't know, dude. It's pretty much the exact same. It seems like the exact same thing that happened to him in the, the intrinsic field machine. Even in the comic, when Adrian Veidt puts him in a subtractor, intrinsic field subtractor, tries to kill him. This is a, definitely a little different, feels like. But this could just be another challenge for him. He didn't. His body didn't get transferred into anyone, so his matter or whatever could still be out there. Yeah, he exactly. could just take a couple weeks and regenerate himself again. He just has to figure out how to. The matter just has to localize. And maybe it's kind of like him being reborn, so that's why he can't remember this part of his life. Uh, yeah, and he's done it before, so this time probably is going to be even easier because he's like, "Oh, I've done this before." Ooh, so does that mean if he comes back, there's going to be a Mister and Mrs. Doctor Manhattan? That's what, okay, that's what I'm getting oh, to. Remember even just all the stuff he says, he says nothing ever ends. Because for him, shit doesn't end. Or I guess even if he does die right there, he's still always living, right? Because he's always alive in timelines or does it end because this is the main timeline? What do you guys think? Because I guess he does experience stuff in a timeline, right? Because he knew he loved well, her. Well, it depends on how time works in this universe, right? Well, for him, for him, it all happens at once, right? But there's still one timeline where he first realized that he was in love with her and when he was dying. So that's what I'm saying in this, in this universe, are there multiple timelines and shit? That's not even what I'm saying. I okay. Just, okay. Um, that's what I, what I thought you were asking. No, I don't know what I was trying. I guess I was just thinking that this could be a rebirth for him somehow. And sort of, that speak. makes sense. Could be. And cause in the comic, remember what he said, he had that quote, he said, I've walked across the surface of the sun. I've witnessed events so tiny and so fast, they could hardly be said to have occurred at all. But you, Adrian, you're just a man. The world's smartest man possesses no more threat to me than does its smartest termite. So does he really think he's dying there? She's a human. That's a good fucking quote. Yeah, it is a good quote. I don't think he even, he's probably not Pretty even. Pretty much just discounted fucking Lady True as even a remote threat to him. That's what that quote. Yeah, he's saying anyone who's a human, they're never really going to figure out because he set all this shit up. He was the one who planned everything. He wanted Lady True to try this. He set up everything. He's That's what Will Reeves said at the end. He said it was his plan. Damn. Mm. <laughs> it was like yeah, he was trying to die. That's true. It was his plan. But is that just because it was always going to happen? Well, maybe he was doing it because this is the only way he thought that he could convince that Angela would choose on her own to really become a Dr. Manhattan and join him. Maybe that's one way. That's pretty fucked. 
It's <laughs> fucked. Or he did finally want to die because his whole life he's had trauma his entire life too. I mean, like his best memory is when he's in a closet watching people have sex. That's yeah. like his safe spot. <laughs> it's fucked. So he's had a lot of trauma in his life too. I mean, he was a Jew and he's already died two times now. Maybe he just wanted someone with him. Maybe he can only nut as he dies. <laughs> That's your theory? <laughs> yeah. Searching for the... Yeah, he's always searching yeah. for the big one. Gotta get, yeah, the big nut, baby. <laughs> My lord. He goes through a lot of trouble for it. Yeah. I gotta think about that one. Why am I come back to this topic after we finish this shit up? That last scene, too, was just like the comics. Ambiguous ending. Mm-hmm. Because in the comic, they have Rorschach's journal gets turned in. You think that everything that Vite just did is about to get exposed, but it, you don't know for sure. That's what you think is going to happen. Same thing here. You guys think she's Dr. Manhattan, too, it right? It makes it ambiguous, but I think, yes. Probably. Even though I think it didn't make that, that much sense. What if he distributed it? What if Will Reeves has it, too? Old ass. Just because there's that scene. I keep thinking about back when he... Reached in, he grabbed those boiling hot eggs and ate them. He got cuffs off, no problem. He stand, he still walks. He's 103 years old. Maybe it distributes its powers, but it's not like full Manhattan mode because it's only a little bit of his matter. Is that how it works, or is it just? I feel like it's kind of bullshit, though. You have to give up something in order to get powers. You feel like, yeah, there can't be too many Doctor Manhattans. Well, think about like Guardians of the Galaxy. What's his name? Star Lord. He just was half whatever, half. What is ego? Celestial. Celestial, yeah. So he's half a god. But he's only he only has powers when he's on the his dad. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that this is like not the full blast of what his matter was. Yeah. So I don't know. She maybe she won't even be blue. With the the cinematography, it was with the light off the pool was that was kind of cool. Yeah. The director too said, or sorry, not the director, showrunner Damon Lindelof says you're supposed to think that she becomes it oh, or that he thinks he thinks he ma- makes it obvious yeah it was pretty goddamn fucking obvious yeah it's, that's what i'm saying it's not ambiguous it's just a good ending because it's similar yeah back to parallels of the fucking comic there was that part where vite too was getting away he caught the bullet oh yeah that was directly from the comics too so this dude's still formidable at yeah, whatever what age he is now that's crazy. old as hell that was straight out of comic all right so here's what there was some other stuff that Lindelof said because I listened to his podcast. He recorded, he did like a seven episode seven through nine podcast, and he was basically talking about how all this is Angela's origin story to become Doctor Manhattan, and was saying there's multiple phases of your origin. He compared it to Bruce Wayne and how Bruce Wayne has had his parents die, but he still isn't put on the suit yet until later. Until he went and trained, and yeah, well, it depends on whatever the origin is. But yeah. There's always like a second thing that happens that makes him finally step in and become batman yeah and compared it to superman too because he leaves krypton but later in his life he eventually becomes superman instead of just being clark kent yes and so this is what angela is her whole life she was angela and she becomes this next phase of her life that was his comparison i was gonna say also the marketing for the show in the first poster of angela look at this picture man they foreshadowed it at the very beginning yeah holy shit it's a fucking mind trip, man. Do you already say, too, that the final line could mean he could have done more? It could be foreshadowing for her to do more? We already said that, right? No, we didn't say that. I, I, I thought that, too, though. Or maybe somebody did. I don't remember. Damon Lindelof on the pod, too, commented on the whole paradox for why he falls in love with Angela. And he said, because like back even when he went met with the Crime Busters, 
he knew it wasn't gonna it was gonna end in failure. Like he knew that the comedian was gonna burn what's his name's map, Captain Metropolis's map. He knew it was never gonna go right, but he knew that he would meet Silk Spectre. Lori. What's her real name? He would meet Lori's he'd meet Lori there. So that's why he did it. And it's the same thing compared to what he did now. He just knows that eventually he's gonna fall for these people and he knows even then that it's not gonna work out. In 15 years from now, it's not going to work out. Dr. Manhattan, you dog. He's just a, a closet romantic. He is. But it's more just that he is still experiencing it as it's happening for the first time in our timeline. Yeah, no, that no. Makes sense? Well, he's experiencing everything at once. He said like, okay, he made a comparison to him. Remember what he said? He said, compared to like, let's say an angel comes down from earth and tells you 12 years from now, you're not going to be with this person anymore. They're going to die. You guys are going to move on. Would you still stay with that person and see how it goes, even if you know what the outcome I is? I feel like you wouldn't have a choice. Would you have a choice? Yeah, you, you do have a choice. Because otherwise the <laughs> angel would say you're leaving. <laughs> otherwise your angel would say you're leaving right now, right? No, he's just saying that you would you would still live it out. You would do it even though you know it's whatever with this person because you love him right now. Well, yeah, that that's true. I'm just saying if the, if this angel with godlike power came down, then the prophecy it gave would probably be 100% accurate. So whatever they say is probably going to happen. What? <laughs> That's not, dude. Come on. That's not what he's saying. Come on now. Come on, guy. What are you saying? Man? Come on, guy. Jeez. He's saying a comparison would be if an angel comes down, tells you 12 years from now, you yes. and Amanda aren't going to be together. Are you going to still live out those 12 years? It's similar for him because... He knows it's going to end eventually, but he still is, is experiencing yes. it. No, I realize that, but I'm saying, would you even have a choice? Yes, he's saying you could break. Would you break up with that oh, person? Okay, but if you could break up with him, okay. Yeah. So it's like an option. No, I wouldn't. Oh, you know another thing that could have foreshadowed him still being alive is when he. Maybe it's not any foreshadowing, but everything in the show is intentional, right? So when they're walking away, will the kids? And Angela, yeah. behind on the sign of the movie theater, it says Dr. M. So they're walking away from Dr. M. Is that what you're saying? It's symbolizing? Check it. Go check it right now. No, I don't know what it's symbol. I'm just saying maybe that symbolizes he's still out there or it's foreshadowing one of them is becoming Dr. Manhattan or all of them somehow. Fucking Dr. Manhattan family? Dr. Manhattan family. Blue man group. <laughs> the blue man group. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. <laughs> all of humanity is the blue one big blue man group. Everything's blurred out except for the dr and the m so you're right what the fuck that was very purposefully shot <laughs> why would they put that in there that's what i'm saying everything intentional intentional so it could just be foreshadowing that she's going to become dr manhattan oh, but seems like it's going to have a bigger meaning what the fuck we also forgot to say that angela abar wearing blue all through the show that foreshadowed her becoming dr manhattan as well I like the Dr. Manhattan family theory. I'm buying, I'm in on that. <laughs> I just don't think, because based off what he said in the comics, that any human is really going to kill him. But there is that one line, too, we forgot, where he says, theoretically, yes. Because if he's saying theoretically, that means he thinks technically it should work. Because maybe he doesn't really know since he is actually dead. We'll see, I guess. They do a season two. I feel like they will do a season two. Yeah, Damon Lindelof said he will only do a season two if he thinks of a really good idea because he's not even sure if he knows how to top this because he wrote, he made this season to be a sequel to just the comic, you know, it's like standalone on its own. Yeah. So he said, if he thinks of something really good, but he says he probably won't. 
because <laughs> I mean it's hard to top this. He did say one other thing too. He said if they want to continue the story, then that's totally up to them. Because sorry, who wrote the story again? Not Gibbons. Gibbons granted it, but here I have the book right here. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Alan Moore never gave his blessing to make this shit. So he's saying, well, if they want to continue my story that I built off of his story, then they can go for it because I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say no. So if they want to do a season two, and he also said that he would want a person of color to be the showrunner of the next season. Makes sense. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, he's saying that he doesn't think people of color get a lot of positions with these superhero kind of roles in movies. It would be nice. I I would like to see more like people of color get to take chances in these kind of movies and shit because it's mostly white people which is like it is how many black superheroes are there black panther and he's covered up pretty much and falcon war machine oh three three luke war machines covered up i guess luke cage yeah there's a few but dude there's so many white motherfucking superheroes man yeah there's hundreds and the directors too yeah and the directors for real a lot of the directors are white and it's like it'd be marvel's Marvel's doing a lot better with that yeah Yeah. oh I was going to ask you guys, though, did you think the movie or the series was is better? The graphic novel. Would you like like the original story or this series? This- the original story, for sure. Yeah. Oh, original story is a masterpiece. But this was also pretty fucking good. I don't even think the mas- the graphic novel has any flaws, really. Yeah. It's some of the best writing I've I've ever read. Like, best art. Sorry. It is amazing. This was pretty damn good, though. Fuck. This was really good. Okay, the the movie then, or this? Oh, this 100%. Because the movie was never going to be as good as the graphic novel. The graphic novel's untouchable. And this was different, at least. It was something new Mm -hmm. that remixed, that took a shit ton of elements and felt like a real sequel to that. In season two, I would like to see if they could get Dan Dryberg in it. That's Night Owl. Okay, yeah. I always forget him. For some reason, I'm like, who the fuck is Dan Dryberg? Yeah, he wasn't in the story. He's been in prison this whole time. Poor guy. That was in the PDP as well. They were talking about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they hinted at it a few times. But he might actually get out because she saved the world. She exposed the guy who was in char- who was hiring her. Yeah. True. I guess, okay. And we talked about Lou Man. So PD, the last PDPedia this week, it said that they found a, a jug of canola oil on his desk. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> And he disappeared after the events happened and sort of take it on his own to try to figure out what happened. So they fired him. The FBI fired him. That's what happened to Petey. And it says that he probably is a vigilante now. <laughs> he just needs to hook up with Looking Glass with Wade. Looking Glass was sick because he was wearing Rorschach's yeah. mask at one point. Too. That was a cool because they're kind of a similar. That was the vibe they were going with him. Dude, this show was good, man. Fuck. I only have that one problem with it. I'd still rate this episode pretty high. Well. Not as, I wouldn't rate this one as high as probably like the last four or five episodes. What are you guys rating this? Fuck, honestly, this might have been the worst episode, but that's just because I thought every episode was so great. <laughs> oh, shit. This one was pretty good. I mean, like 93, 94. No, I would not give it a 90, anything above 90. Not with just that true. That's such a huge. Really? It's such a big event, man. Yeah, I was going to say fucking story, 83, dude. honestly. I, yeah, I give it an 80. I, wow. Yeah, like, I loopholed it in my head. I think it was fine. Everything else, there was some near perfect episodes in the show, though. Fuck. Everything else, 90 or yeah, higher for me. I still think Easily. my favorite one was the nostalgia one. That one was so good. So fucking good. That was a fucking masterpiece. Will Reeves' origin, damn. Masterpiece just of directing, too. That one and the episode with Dr. Manhattan showing his life. 
they did that so well with showing just how he experiences time to people who wouldn't be familiar. God, dude, I want to talk about Parasite so bad. <laughs> Luke, did keep, you watch it yet? <laughs> no. I just keep thinking about the directing in that movie and how fucking good it was. Masterpiece. So, we're going to oh, talk yeah. about it for the listeners. We're going to talk pa- uh, shit. We're going to talk Parasite on our Patreon this week. I don't think I have anything else on this. Uh, so that's it. That's all we got on Watchmen, Mandalorian. We're going to come back, record two Patreons this week, and we're going to do Mandalorian Episode 7 because that drops Wednesday night. Or actually, fuck, it might be Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday, yeah. Holy shit, that drops tomorrow night. Yeah, boy. We're recording this on Monday, so. It drops. Fuck, we'll be back on Wednesday to do a pod on that. Right. And then we got Rise of Skywalker pod. So go see all that shit, everyone. Go see it. We got any shout-outs this week? Number seven pod in India. What? Oh, <laughs> shit. Number seven out of all pods. Shout out India, dude. What the fuck? Shout out Peter Palenzi. Shout out De Jefe. Thanks, guys. Thanks for leaving us a review. Thanks, everyone. Make sure to drop us on on Apple. Drop us a rating. Drop us a review if you're feeling it. What else we got? Follow us on Twitter at NotAMoviePod, at Culture Crave. If you're here for Watchmen, thank you for listening to our show. We're going to cover Mandalorian for the rest of the season. We're going to do 1917 on this pod, do some more Oscar stuff as we get into that season for sure on here. we got a Patreon. You can check it out. Patreon.com slash NotAnotherMoviePod. What else? We're going to be out there. We're going to be out there doing our shit. We're going to dropping pods like crazy. I said only three on the, the Patreon. We're going to do at least four this month. Maybe more. We'll see. Yeah, we got some work. Yeah. we putting in work. Stay tuned. That's all we got. That was good. Shout out Julian. Shout out Julian. J5, J5. J5 Music. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Culture Crave at Not a Movie Pod. Fuck boys. Yeah. That's it. Sounds good. Latro. Peace.